Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Voice First podcast. Today, we've got co-founder and CEO of Jet Fuel Sports and Jet Fuel Tech, Perry Jeter Jr. Perry, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This has been a long time coming. First met Perry back at our old co-working space, Wave Innovation Center, and he was roaming around there doing his business. And one day, Ezra, our shared connection, introduced us and said, Pat, you got to meet this guy. He's doing some innovative stuff with wearables, doing stuff with Air Force, NFL, NBA, etc. Holy cow, Perry, you guys are all across the board. Um, now, we were talking a little bit earlier about the three different brands that you have with Jet Fuel. What was it? Jet Fuel Sports, Jet Fuel Tech, and Jet Fuel Innovations. Is yes, that correct? Yes, yes. Would you mind telling us a little bit about what Jet Fuel is doing and how those three play together? Yeah, absolutely. Love to. The intersection of sports and entertainment and the end goal for Jet Fuel Tech uh, is to be involved with anything from esports to NBA and NFL and sports analytics, uh, compressing that data and sharing that data uh, in a digital file uh, live on air. So that's really the end goal is to uh, seeking out partnerships with uh, ESPN Sports Center, uh, you know, these data analytic platforms and uh, making products better for a Nike and Under Armour. Uh, with the development of product integration and sensors and, and biometrics and looking at the best products to make for the youth uh, in today's uh, sports world. So so that's really the foundation, uh, and, and it was started on the cusp of my father, uh, former NFL player, Perry Jeter Sr., played for the Chicago Bears, and uh, he just recently passed away uh, with a fight through uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. So that's really what honed me into the sport and uh, analytics world uh, in hopes of uh, eradicating, if not slowing down, sports injuries in, in youth sports. Wow. What an amazing story of the founding. And since then, you guys have expanded not just into sports, but into Jet Fuel Innovations, yes. Jet Fuel Tech, mm -hmm. as well as Jet Fuel Sports. Right. So do they all do the same thing, or does each business unit have its own kind of goal? Yeah, all around health and wellness, I think that's the goal. Uh, you know, Epsom Salt with Jet Fuel Sports, uh, working with several uh, NFL teams, um, NHL hockey. Uh, so the, the Epsom Salt is something that is fairly new, uh, but pretty consistent. Uh, Jet Fuel Innovations is looking at uh, cooling technology that was tested at the Corey Stringer Institute. Uh, it's, a, it's an actual hat that you put on, push a button, cools your core body temperature down. Uh, something that we're looking to release. We have an exclusive partner right now. Uh, we're working with, so that launch is coming as well. So, you know, a, a plethora of uh, ideas and innovation, uh, but all around health and wellness, yeah. The first product that I was introduced to with Jet Fuel was the mm, the shirt, I yeah. believe, that, that had the embedded technology. Mm -hmm. Was that the first product that you guys built, or what? can you give me kind of the background on what was the first product that Jet Fuel built? The software, uh, so with my father's uh, injuries and traumatic brain injury, uh, the initial focus was around traumatic brain injury and uh, concussion data. So G-forces, directional, rotational forces, you know, looking at that impact at a youth level, uh, small car crashes over a totality of uh, a total of, you know, 1,000 hits, uh, you know, what that did to the brain. Uh, you know, kids' brains don't develop fast enough. Uh, uh, work with some, some really high-level folks 
on uh, concussion data and structured data and analyzing it. So that was actually the first uh, mantra into the sports analytics world uh, when it was unpopular to, uh, you know, uh, to criticize a late hit. It was sensationalized on Sports Center Monday Night Football. You could see the two helmets crashing into each other. You could see, uh, you know, on uh, Sports Center. And you got jacked up, you know, they're saying, you know, essentially you got effed up, but it was like, you got jacked up. That was on there. So it was in an era where it was really sensationalized and, um, you know, it just turned into a, a whole nother thing when you start seeing uh, these uh, individuals lost and uh, in their cars or ending up, you know, uh, doing certain things and, and being tested for white matter. Um, you know, after they were deceased was one of the only ways that you could actually tell, you know, from CTE if it had those levels of, um, you know, it, traumatic brain injury. So um, so that was the actual first product, uh, put accelerometers, gyroscope, uh, looked at rotational directional forces, timestamp, HIPAA compliant, uh, you know, and putting that in a software uh, in a file that could be sent to the emergency room before the athlete would even get there. So that was the first thing we worked on. Now you're obviously an expert at this intersection of technology and sports training. Yeah. And it seems like you already have a lot of this experience around what kind of traumatic injuries can happen to, mm-hmm. to athletes. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any sort of evolution in how sports training is happening? Is there any change in the emphasis or is new knowledge and technology allowing us to train our athletes in a different way? It is. That's the, that's the key, you know, uh, to be able to pivot in a way that you can keep up with technology and using informative data. Before there was guesswork, you know, as trainers, but now you have, you know, analytics, you have data, you have platforms, you have structured data. You can go back and you can see uh, the curves and you can see the pitfalls in uh, the athlete's performance, and it's related to hydration. It's related to, you know, certain biomarkers that we look at. So the trends in today's uh, you know, platform, you know, they're all player specific. A lot of people are doing a lot of things in the world of uh, IoT, the Internet of Things. But, you know, I, I think individually, team by team and player by player uh, is really what it comes down to. We, you know, we want to try to uh, impact all the youth sports. That's really where uh, where we, we want to get started is youth sports and um, catch them while they're young and make sure that, you know, if it's a heart, Shaquille O'Neal's son was a great example of that. You know, he was uh, All-American, playing very well, and, you know, something happened, and he got diagnosed with uh, something, and he had to have emergency surgery. He was on his way to UCLA, a full scholarship, and it, that impacted his life. Had he had something like that on early on in life, who knows what would happen? You know, could have caught that. So there's just tens of thousands of stories out there. The kid at University of Maryland died at, of heat exhaustion. You know, they try to put him in a, a, a bath, uh, but it's 90 degrees, 100 degrees out there. It's just water. It's warm water. Uh, so our innovation and the technology that we worked on at the Corey Stringer Institute, you know, having something like that if with every trainer would help save a life. And now they're getting hit with a $10 million lawsuit, right? So, you know, that's where you see the inefficiencies of the colleges and universities and not wanting to adapt and say, okay, we're going to knight the trainer. We're going to provide you with all the tools 
to be successful taking shortcuts, but then they have these multi-billion dollar facilities that they can lift weights and get in a sauna and all these things, but you won't spend, uh, you know, a thousand dollars a player to keep them healthy and putting a shirt. Uh, and those are the things that, that we really are striving for. I was just starting to think about that. It's like, wow, you're pro- jet fuel is providing such an amazing service to coaches and athletes. And I'm thinking back on when I was an athlete, I was cross country and track. Mm. I feel like the status quo has been the same for a very long time. You have a coach who did your sport when you were younger, and now he's an expert because he was a professional at it. Right. And now he's coaching you, but he's the expert. Right. He knows what you need ice-wise. He knows what you should be fueling the day before your race. He knows what your training should look like. He's the source of truth, and anything that's otherwise, blasphemy. Right. right, Get it out of here. Right. right. So so have you seen any pushback from people who are more in line with that status quo? Oh, yeah. The old oligarchies, we call them, right? So they're the gatekeepers, you know. Oh, that doesn't work. Oh, that doesn't work. Well, they have moved because the players, they, 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 take, they have the voice to make these player movements. Um, you know, a great example of that, um, you know, Nick Saban. You know, he's been, you know, a big proponent of, you know, uh, run the ball, run the ball, strength and conditioning. And now they've evolved into uh, one of the most innovative teams uh, you know, you take the San Francisco 49ers in Silicon Valley. At, the, at its peak, you know, they were one of the first ones to transition into training facilities that included, you know, uh, whirlpools and baths and, and multiple before and after. So player load uh, recovery is the biggest thing, right? So uh, it's not just what you eat pregame, but good night's rest. So you're looking at CBD and, and melatonin and, you know, all these things that are prevalent, you know, that are going to be prevalent um, in today's game and tomorrow's game and in the future. But rest and recovery, uh, there's, there's a big emphasis on that now uh, because it's been forced. Let's shift into the technology, okay. the actual tech stack. So. I have a background in IoT, but it's mostly in once the data has been uploaded to the cloud and how right. to process that massive data. Gotcha. The physical hardware, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these shirts that you have sitting beside yes. you, and they, they look like normal shirts. Right. So are, are, are they just normal shirts, or is there some smarts embedded in these, uh, these shirts you got? Yeah, so they, uh, you know, we have some, uh, some really, really good technology. And 31 indicators, uh, you can actually... Uh, you could track up to 50 players at one time. And this technology has actually been approved by the uh, National Basketball Association, the NBA. Uh, we actually have our first client uh, that's going to be wearing it uh, really soon. And uh, this is the third iteration uh, of the actual technology itself. Uh, these other two iterations uh, were the ones that we started with. And this first one, there was a sensor on the front. Uh, we move that to the back between the shoulder blades for mm-hmm. safety reasons. Uh, you know, whether that's a baseball or football or the kids trying to catch a ball, we wanted to move that from uh, from the front. So that was uh, successful in uh, iteration number three. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the R&D and the, and the, and the road to getting, uh, you know, this finished product has been, uh, you know, one that we, you know, with our channel partners really, really have, uh, have been blessed uh, to, to go through these processes. There's a book by the founder of Wired Magazine, uh, The Inevitable, by Mm. Kevin Kelly. Mm. One of the trends in that book, out of the 12 trends, is tracking. Humans will 
always opt to know more and to track more data and they want to track everything. everything. We want to track everything. everything. In my mind, with, with wearable technology, I'm sure everybody's mind goes to this like, wow, I can't wait for the day where my shirt tracks everything right. and it can tell me more than my doctor could because... But you're actually in this. Yeah. So so for you, when you hear that trend of, of tracking, what kind of insights do you think um, players or general athletes are going to get with the jet fuel technology that they wouldn't get when they're just wearing a Fitbit or right. a Nike shoe? I mean, voice activation. So we have voice activation that we have prompts on our app uh, that, uh, you know, really just tell you either your heart rate's too fast, you need to take a break. Uh, you need to hydrate. So those are some of the key indicators that I think that separate us from our competitors. Uh, we have historical data. You can, you know, you have all your historical data there, whether it's caloric burn or cadence, you know, those kind of things, heart rate, heart rate variability. Uh, all these things are in our in our app. So uh, it's, a, it's a running app that, that can be continuous. Uh, we have a power pack that you can actually uh, adapt to, whether it be your phone or uh, your shirt that makes it even mobile. So, you know, unlike these other things, you have to uh, brick and mortar, you got to plug in your phone to a certain apparatus. You know, we don't have that. So we are uh, looking at, you know, channel partners uh, that can be mobile, that can be innovative like we are. And you bring up voice. Mm. Uh, most of our listeners are here with an interest in voice technology. Okay. I think what's cool about your application of voice technology is it's it's not what the mainstream is, which is mm-hmm. Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant. Mm-hmm. You guys built in voice integration in a, a different way, right? It's more yeah. unique. Yeah, yeah. So so wanted to be able to almost have like a coach in your ear, so you can give you he can give you prompts or she can give you prompts, and uh, and hitting those peak goals. So you have a heart rate threshold. You have thresholds that you go in. You can customize, personalize your trainer. You can share with your doctor, uh, trained professional. So that's really the end game mm-hmm. is to do telemedicine. So the whole telemedicine mm-hmm. piece is really uh, at its at its forefront, and um, that's something we want to be a part of as mm-hmm. well. Sharing too. That's another one of the inevitable trends is sharing. Right. So that that's a potent combo when you have the tracking with that ability to directly share with the with the coaches and doctors. So. We've talked a little about live streaming. Okay, is, yep. is, this, uh, is this one way that you guys are leveraging live streaming? Is that tracking of the data in real time kind of anywhere you would need? Yes, yes. Uh, you hit the nail right on the head. That's, that's exactly And I think that's how we kind of met and started our dialogue and talking about the, uh, the voice, uh, voiceover and using voice activations, voice prompts, and cues. That's to me going to be more valuable uh, because the coach is not traveling to Arizona. He's not traveling to Compton, California, or Steubenville, Ohio to to see an athlete uh, or to be able to watch an athlete, but to have a coach uh, give you prompts, pre-record that information, share that with the athlete. That's what we want to do. Mm. We want to really, you know, the old saying as an athlete, you know, from running track and me from playing football and uh, basketball, the coach is always in your ear. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know. so um, I can hear Rich Rodriguez now yelling in my ear. Uh, so uh, they never leave your ear. So if you could uh, kind of customize some of those things, I think those kind of customizations are cool uh, and working with teams. Some of the things that we're, we're working on today. I think having the physical voice adds a lot to any experience. So I was going to ask, and you make it sound like there is that custom voice. So with 
Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant, there's always this question of, do you want synthetic voice, mm. the, the typical computer Amazon Alexa right. Google Assistant? Do you want a poly voice, which is something Amazon has created so that you can do a Chinese accent or a Japanese or a Russian accent, but it's still a computer right. synthesized Generated. voice. Right. And then there's voiceover actor, mm. which is truly a human standing behind a mic like we are now right. and then recording the dialogue and then putting that into your application. So for you, um, where's Jet Fuel on, on those three tiers of... Uh, so we want Rich Rodriguez, Urban Meyer, Nick Saban voiceovers, you know, that have their prompts like, you know, Jeter, get it. You know, like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like having your coach in your ear and that motivation enough is... So I think that customization, I can't stress it enough, um, you know, in motivating players and keeping them uh, kind of working. So, you know, I think that would be really cool. Uh, I think that that's something that the coaches would be into. And, uh, you know, Dabo Sweeney, you know, he's, the, you know, right now, Ryan Day, you know, right here in Columbus. So uh, there's some there's some really cool stuff I think that we could do, uh, you know, without giving out all the secrets on the first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we got connected because uh, you're dealing with the forefront of technology in terms of wearables, in terms of streaming, in terms of bringing all of that to – highly marketed and promoted events yes. like basketball and football you're obviously seeing trends that a lot of people are missing mm -hmm. uh, i'm sure you guys are constantly doing research into new technology and one of the new technologies i want to talk about is the more mainstream voice application of amazon alexa and google assistant yeah so when you guys are researching new technologies have you guys done any research yet into that amazon alexa google assistant ecosystem at all yeah somewhat and that's how that's what kind of led us to the voice activated app uh and, and really? looking at yeah Tell yeah me so more. uh so that's one thing that we want to tap into even more and uh, you know we're excited about the next evolution of the next iteration of our app in our development and partnerships with alphabet and google and, and some of these folks so uh love to you know on the next podcast share more uh, a little bit more on that uh We'll keep our viewers fresh and coming back for more. Uh, but, yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to sharing some more uh, on that uh, on that subject. Okay, we'll put that on the shelf until the <laughs> right, next right, podcast. Right. Let's let's talk about partnerships and in, in okay. what you guys are doing, yeah. um, maybe case studies. or mm -hmm. You mind talking about some companies that have found benefit from jet fuel technologies and maybe where people can start to see it appearing in their daily lives? Yeah. So NFL hall of fame is a great example. Uh, we're doing some work with them up there with, uh, within the youth sports. Uh, they're building a multi billion dollar facility up there. Uh, that's going to house uh, kids from all over the world. And that's really our, our youth focus is, you know, just, just keeping them, uh, informed, keeping parents informed, building these data platforms, and, and uh, the Canton Charge, Cleveland Cavaliers, working with them, and uh, working with several of the hospitals nearby there too. Uh, data centers, you know, we're looking at data centers, working with them, uh, NTT Data, uh, and building those up. So, you know, for us on the R and D and the testing side, you know, we're almost uh, ready to launch this thing. So, we're excited, to, you know, to looking at 20, 2019, 2020. So for anybody that wants to learn more about what JetFuel is doing yep. and kind of follow the the progression of Perry Jeter and the rest of the team, mm -hmm. do you guys have any social or any way that people can stay in the know of what JetFuel is doing? Yeah, my, my uh, Instagram is at uh, Perry Jeter, uh, at JetFuel CEO. My Twitter at Perry Jeter uh, eighty six. 
uh, and Jet Fuel Athletes with an S.com uh, is our website. So those are our social handles out there that are out here today. I'd like to say that my biggest takeaway from this episode is voice technology has unlimited capabilities. Yes. And Perry and Jet Fuel is just one example of that. They mm-hmm. did not, they have not embraced Amazon Alexa and Google yet. Right. But they have done it in this very unique application. So although voice technology, you generally go to those highly marketed events, Mm -hmm. don't limit yourself to that. See what other opportunities around. That way you can create your own niche of opportunity to truly make your business succeed. Perry, appreciate you joining us on the show today. Thanks for having us, man. And, uh, you know, Jeff Fuel is here to stay and we're building global uh, partners and we're looking forward to working together with you guys in 2019, 2020 and uh, for years to come. Listeners, if you have any questions, you can respond with a voice message or you can reach out to Perry directly. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time.